0: over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no!
1: Germans? Forget it, he's rolling.
0: And it ain't over now! Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going! Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Hey!
1: Fan Junkies Radio invites you to sit back,
0: relax, turn the TV volume down, and turn your computer volume up for another edition of Frat House Saturday. Now, here's Frat House Mike himself, Mike McShane. Good Saturday afternoon to you all, and uh, thank you once again for joining me here on another Frat House Saturday, right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. It's a relaxing one this afternoon. Uh, we're coming right smack in the middle of for I guess what most people most people who got a four day holiday weekend here is we're still kinda of celebrating the fourth of July. Nice uh, nice way the calendar worked out this uh this year for us. Get that four day weekend going. Uh no holiday for us though here at uh at uh, Frat House Sports and at Fan Junkies Radio. Uh no no holiday for us. I mean uh, Friday, uh, Sidekick and I were well, we did our regular shooting of uh Five minutes at the Frat House, number 96 coming at you in just a couple of moments. Uh, We did that on Thursday. Then yesterday, Jonathan and I did our regular Fan Junkies radio program right here on Friday. And, of course, now today I'm coming to you on Saturday, as usual, with our Frat House Saturday program. No, No rest for the weary here at Frat House Sports. But that's just the way we roll because, hey, we love this stuff. This is what we do. Live for it. And if there's anything on your mind... With regard to something going on in the sports world, please do not hesitate to jump in. That's what this is all about, folks. I mean, this is Internet-based talk radio. So, talk it up. 347-237-5373. Jump in, give me a holler, let me know what's on your mind. With anything that's going on in any of your sports, any of your teams, whatever, might be on your mind. Take a look at... uh, a little bit of today in sports history, and I'm going to go back to 80 years ago today. I thought this was kind of neat. 80 years ago today in 1933, uh, we saw the very first Major League Baseball All-Star Game was played on this date. It was held in Chicago. And for those of you keeping score, the American League won that one uh, 4-2 over the National League. There you go. little old score for you from 80 years ago. Don't ask me to get the box score. I'm not finding that one. Uh, we, do, we do have some Major League Baseball games that uh, are about to uh, tip off, kick off right now. 1 o'clock this afternoon, you've got the Baltimore Orioles up in New York to play the Yankees. And you've got the Minnesota Twins up in Toronto to play the Blue Jays. Those are your 1 o'clock games. We do have a couple of games coming up then later on at 2 o'clock. Uh, let's see. At 2 o'clock, you've got the Oakland Athletics. In Kansas City to play the Royals, and you have the Miami Marlins in St. Louis to play the Cardinals. That's what's happening right now in Major League Baseball. I'll, I'll be coming back and giving you the scores on those momentarily. You know, as, as things continue to go through the hour here, I'll give you the updates on the scores. You know, it's a frequently referred to as, and I brought it up last week on our Fred House Saturday program here Uh, August, frequently referred to as kind of the dog days of summer. But in the sports world, really, you'd have to kind of consider these next, well, I guess it really started last week, and going for about the next three weeks, I suppose, these are really the dog days of summer, because there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. You've got major league baseball. That's what we've got. That's the only real thing. Oh, you got some auto racing going on as well. Uh gosh, no, I can't forget that. We've got a NASCAR race this evening. Race number 17 of the season for NASCAR down at the Daytona International uh Speedway and uh uh so you've got you've got some motorsports going on, but really the major of the major sports that are happening right now it's 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 major league baseball. That's it. That's the only thing that's really going on until three weeks from now when we get into the training camps for the NFL. And I was looking over the dates of those this morning, and for most teams, it appears some of them uh, have got rookies coming in around the 18th of July. Uh, but for the most part, most of them have their veterans jumping in on uh, training camps in around the 24th, 25th of July. So where are we? Right now we're at the 6th of July, and uh, so you still have yourself about three weeks. Three weeks yet to go through the dog days of summer until we really, really – get juiced up for another another type of sport uh in football that is unless i suppose you're following what's going on in free agency in both the NBA and NHL and i don't know but it seems to me that it's never been more evident of how kind of i don't know what the word i want disenchanting, in some respects almost kind of disgusting, free agency has become in our major sports. As I watch the NHL sign players to just absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous contracts, contracts of uh, a money magnitude that is just completely out of hand, and lengths of contracts that it is so obviously are just wrong you know to be signing players for seven and eight years I'm sorry that's that just doesn't make any sense to me at all I mean it was just you know I'm thinking about it uh we, we were there was a we were talking a little bit about Ilya Brizgalov and the fact that Brizgalov will be paid through the year of 2014 as a result of the contract that he uh signed with the uh not 2014, it's a 2021, actually, I think it is, uh, as a result of the contract he signed with the Philadelphia Flyers. Bobby Bonilla is still being paid by the Mets and will continue to be paid. I forget what the date on that is, but it's 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 past the date that Przgalov will be paid. I think it's something ridiculous, like 2030-something. Why in the world would we be signing these? Would general managers be signing contracts, guaranteed contracts for some of these guys that would, Potentially hamstring the entire organization for decades. It makes no damn sense. And I hear analysts on all the time on on talk radio saying, "Well, I don't care what people do in free agency. They're not spending my money. It's not my money." Well, no. In, in some respects, it is your money. Where are these? Where are the owners? Where are the general managers? Where are these organizations getting the money from, except from the fans? I look at my sports teams in some respects, and I expect them to be stewards. I expect them to be good stewards of the money that we, as fans, are loaning them. And when you look up and down some of the contracts that have been signed already, free agency just opened yesterday in the NHL. The NBA is about to kick into it. When you take a look at some of these contracts that have been signed, for the amounts of money and the length of time, I mean I'm just looking over the list real quick here, uh, of the NHL, which I'm not even sure how they sorted this one particular list. It's over on uh it's actually over on Pro Hockey Talk. And I'm just looking through this 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 list here of contracts that have already been signed. David Clarkson signs in Toronto five years, thirty six point seven five million dollars. Now I look, you know, I I'm gonna be perfectly blunt. I don't know much about David Clarkson. I'd have to go look up his numbers. But I think the question one always has to ask is, really, is anybody worth, uh, what is that, $7 million a year? Uh, um, uh, Ryan Chloe, signs in New Jersey. Five years, $24.25 million. This is one we were talking about yesterday on our Fan Junkies radio program here. Jonathan uh, Regis and myself were talking about this one a little bit yesterday. This is a guy that was – prone to concussions constantly last year, was out of the lineup. And remember, that was a shortened season. And yet we're going to reward this guy with a five-year contract worth almost $5 million a year, $24.25 million. I really do not understand it. I find the whole thing – you know, I guess I hate to sound naive, but I'm a bit of a romantic. I I understand what free agency is all about. I understand how it's helped in creating across our sports leagues. It has helped in creating, I guess, a modicum of parity so that we don't have those situations where you have the juggernaut teams that are constantly winning the championships one year after another, after another, after another. Well, understandably, that gets boring. I understand what free agency has done, and there's a lot of positives that it has done. But it had gotten completely out of control. I throw it out there for your consideration, your comments. Three four seven two three seven five three seven three. You know, it's obviously we can't turn the clock back. That's not going to happen. But it seems to me, and I, you know, I understand we go through this all the time when we're talking about new CBAs and new collective bargaining agreements. You know, it's always the the, the players and the players' union up against the owners. Owners want to keep more money, players want more money. But isn't there a way somehow or another in these CBAs that we could somehow or another get a rein on the size of these contracts and the length of time that they go? I really, really had thought that that was one of the things that the NHL was attempting to address in this particular CBA. Now, it got to such a stalemate that perhaps maybe they had to acquiesce on that and give in. But I really, really thought that you know, going into that whole negotiation for the CBA, for particularly the NHL this year, one of the things that ha- was going to be addressed was the length of these contracts. And like I said, perhaps maybe throughout the negotiations, it was ultimately something that the owners had to give up on because obviously this is something the players want. They want their security. Sure, sign me for a nine-year deal. I love it. But is it in the best interest of the teams, of the organizations, particularly in the NHL, where we're talking about teams, and we brought it up many, many times right here on Fan Junkies Radio, where you're talking about teams like Phoenix, Tampa Bay, the Islanders, the Devils, financially strapped. And yet, we've got the Devils out there signing Ryan Chloe to a five-year deal for almost $25 million. Huh? Does it make any sense? Is it good for sports? Or should it be modified in some way or another? Should we get a rain on this thing? 347-237-5373. Let me know what you think about that. I want to bring to you uh, this week's five minutes at the Pratt House, number 96, which uh, Sidekick and I uh, shot on the 4th of July, a very, very good, good program, very, very, very amusing. I say it every week. I got to say it again. This is one you definitely want to see. There are some funny, funny moments in this. And to uh, get a chance to take a look at it, all you have to do is uh, go over to uh, YouTube, type in five minutes at the Proud House. You'll find all of our our videos there, Uh, all 96 of the regular ones, 96 straight weeks now we've been going with it. Uh, but then you'll also find a whole load of other short ones that we've done over the past almost two years. Or you can go over to our uh, website, net. Go over there, and you will find it as well. Now, I don't have this week's up there just yet. I will probably have it up, though, uh, sometime early this afternoon. Um, but uh, either one of those two places, net or just go straight to YouTube, type in five minutes at the Frat House, and you'll find it. And this is one you're definitely going to want to take a look at because – As I pointed out, it is very, very, very amusing. Um, During the uh, playing of this, I'm not going to be taking any calls, but I will come back after the fact, and I'll take – you know, I can sit here uh, so long as anybody wants to call in and participate uh, this afternoon. If there's something on your mind, something you hear perhaps in this uh, rebroadcast of uh, Five Minutes at the Frat House, please do not hesitate to give me a holler once this has concluded. So let me bring to you uh, this week's Five Minutes at House number 96. <laughs> Alrighty, look at that. We're coming to you on Independence Day, July 4th, right here from the Frat House uh, with our 96th straight week of 5 Minutes at the Frat House, brought to you by Frat House Sports with Frat House Mike and Sidekick. And you know, we've said we have never missed a single week without a new show. How about this one? We're even coming to you on a national holiday right here. We are broadcasting right now on July 4th, the middle of the afternoon, right here uh, yeah. Hey, everybody else gets a day off. We don't take a day off. No, we don't take a week off. In the show, <laughs> Why the heck not? Absolutely. Uh, here's the evidence, though, that we don't take a day off. Uh, but we do have a great barbecue uh, to get yep. to here, uh, Sidekick. And I, I understand uh, it's going to be thanks to one of your culinary specialties that yes. you brought to us. What's on the menu for today? We're going to have St.
1: Louis pork steaks with. My dad's barbecue recipe made with Mike's favorite Budweiser.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. Good times. We're looking for anise. Steaks, by the way, came all the way directly from from St. Louis. Yes, when you were just out there just a couple yep. of weeks ago, you brought, brought bowl, them back duffel bag full of pork steaks. <laughs> duffel bag. Other people are smuggling other things. He's so, smuggling pork steaks. Yep. How do you like that one? So I, did, you know, I
1: I did my 45 day body transformation weight <laughs> loss contest that ended yesterday, it's, and and uh, so to hell
0: with that. Throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Thirty pounds I lost. I'm putting on today. Today is Sidekick's Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, let's all go right. uh, have a ham sandwich. Uh, what, what, uh, forget I'm the ham sandwich. sandwiches.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: a pork sage man. Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I need a drink. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to have a few of those. Uh, with all that on our menu, uh, we, might, we might just move through uh, today's show a bit quicker than normal. I don't know. We'll see. Huh? We'll see. We'll yeah. see happen. that happens. I don't know. I uh, might get long winded. <laughs> <laughs> listen, let's get right to it. And let's start it off with something we haven't looked at in the past few weeks. Uh, and that's some NHRA action. And specifically, let's go take a look at the leaderboard because we haven't taken a look at that in the past couple of weeks uh, as we've missed some coverage. Incredibly, uh, as of last week, uh, we've had 12 nationals now under our belt, just six remaining in the season before the countdown to the championship. It kind of works a little bit like NASCAR, where there's a regular season and then we have other nationals thereafter. The regular season. Exactly. So, uh, since we looked last, where do we stand at this point? Well, over in the top fuel dragster division, not many changes in our absence. Tony Schumacher continues to stay at top of the list, just 37 points ahead of Sean Langdon. Last year's champion, Antron Brown, sits currently in 4th, 208 points out Ooh. of first. Oof. Remember I said only 6 nationals remaining at this point right now. In the funny car division, Matt Hagan way out in front right now, 106 points ahead of Cruz Uh but look here, 15-time champion John Force is in third right now, 142 points out of first, still has a shot at it. Uh, and finally, in Pro Stock, it's been Mike Edwards all year long, 128 points ahead of Jeg Coughlin. Uh Just like us, though, no holiday for the NHRA drivers as they are heading to Norwalk, uh, Ohio, for the Summit Racing Equipment Nationals. And we'll get back to bringing you uh, the standings in NHRA more regularly uh, as, we, as we actually count the down. We're going to start counting down to the championship as well and the conclusion of their regular season. All right, let's not stop there. How about a bit more motorsports action with our 17th race of the NASCAR season last Saturday? uh, oh, oh, correction, let's make that Sunday, huh? As Saturday got postponed uh, due to the weather uh, down at the Kentucky Speedway. Um, and there were probably some drivers I would think that would have liked this race to get delayed even a bit longer, a.k.a. how about Brad Kozlowski, who was knocked out of the race in a red flag wreck in lap 49. Uh, how about 182-lap leader Jimmy Johnson was probably also praying for another rain delay stoppage at some point. Uh, as in the end, well, Matt Kenseth, uh, our Spring Cup victories leader at this point right now, well, he got himself another checkered. Yep. His, his fourth first. of the season, yep, which put him above Jimmy Johnson in everything but the leaderboard. Uh, other he came in him. the top five uh, at Kentucky, included. Hey, how about good job to uh, Jamie uh, McMurray coming in second. Yep, Jamie McMurray, yep. yeah. Uh, Clint Boyer, another top five. Mark Mark
1: should be jumping up. Uh, and he exactly. Be
0: What's that, his sixth? It's got to yeah. be fifth or sixth. We'll see him on the board in a moment. In third, Joey Logano came in fourth, and Kyle Busch, another top five for Kyle as well. All right, now, let's take a look at that leaderboard, because now we're starting to get to the time of the season where we only have about nine races left, and things are going to start to, well, maybe not move as much, but become that much more important. No changes again this week on the leaderboard. Jimmy Johnson still at number one, Carl Edwards number two, Clint Boyer number three, Kevin Harvick number four, and Matt Kenseth number five. This is where it gets interesting, though. Yeah, I, I know. Right.
1: All the changes are 6th through ten.
0: Right. And this is where it's going to get. Right. And this is where it's going to get interesting, and that's where I want to move to you because we got our movers and our losers. Yep. And there were quite a few movers and quite a few losers, yep. and a couple of those in a moment I want to talk about. So what do we got? What do we got going on there on the leaderboard below five? Well. Uh, the biggest losers this week are brought to you by Kyle Bush, Bush or I'm sorry, Kurt Bush.
1: <laughs> uh, For a and, moment,
0: I thought you had a sponsor. I was getting excited.
1: <laughs> uh, we did, Kurt Bush. <laughs> and Furniture Row Racing.
0: Yeah. Uh, please, our please. biggest losers
1: are Brad Keselowski, who dropped four spots due to the wreck, yep. uh, the crash. Right. And then also Greg Biffle, who dropped three spots because mm-hmm. he was involved in that, that accident. As well. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got caught up in that. And our biggest movers of the week are uh, Joey Can I Get Some Respect Now Logano, (laughs) who moved up four spots, and surprise, surprise, Kurt Busch moved up three spots. (laughs) Is
0: Joey getting any any, uh, any respect yet, really? No. (laughs) Okay. All right.
1: right. And then also, just uh, Martin Truex Jr., over the last three weeks, has shot up nine spots. He's in the top ten now.
0: Right. Right. Now, I, I mentioned before we went into that that there were a couple of drivers that I wanted to touch on, and in particular, let me start it off. We've talked a lot about the, somebody that we've talked a lot about this season, that's Denny Hamlin.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there was an article out the other day that didn't necessarily say that Hamlin was mathematically out of it, but it certainly painted a non-contending picture. I think it was a story over on Fox Sports. Yeah. Uh, Hamlin himself in the article was quoted as saying, uh, we're just going to try to win races, and that's uh, uh, that's what my job is for the rest of the season, uh, is to try to win and do the best I can for my sponsors and my team. That certainly sounded like the he's words defeated. of somebody, yeah, exactly, yeah. who no, had kind of talked it in
1: himself. I, I was actually, that was one of the points I was going to bring up is, you know, he, he, he can still get in it, absolutely, but you can tell from his demeanor now that he's kind of conceited and say, you know what, we're going to do the best we can through the rest of the season, try some stuff, you know, right. you know, maybe swing for the fences a couple of times, but, yeah. You know. Does
0: Denny Hamlin become tantamount to that golfer that lays up at this point right now, where in other words, he's really not going to go out and give it his all, but, hey, if I get a top ten, if I get a couple of top fives, I'll be happy, but, you know, I'm not going to push it?
1: Well, I, I think you're going to see him taking more risks.
0: You, I, oh, really?
1: Well, I you mean, think it I would mean, actually
0: go the opposite?
1: Well, no. I mean, as far as, if he, if he's going to concede the season at this point. Right. And he's going to he's just going to race. You may see him, you know, some racers, as you get closer to the chase, they get a little bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, a little more tame. Okay. You know, just trying, you know, sit, laying back, taking the sure bets, not really rocking the boat too much. Because they're in the chase, and they just want to get there. You know what I mean? Sure. If there's if like Jimmy sure. Johnson. But he's or, got nothing. You
0: know, if, if, in fact, in his own mind, he's got nothing to necessarily race for, except just to collect the checks, keep the car safe, don't wreck it too badly, because the sponsors are only going to have to put the money out to it, repair right. it, then wouldn't it just be tantamount to, like I said, just putting a layup on it? Yeah, but
1: you may see him take some other risks. Or or gamble sometimes on something because he's got that, hey, what are, you know, we're gonna go for the win. I'm not yeah. saying he's gonna go out there and he's gonna be aggressive right, and, right. Okay. And, and, and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, he's gonna roll the dice now a little bit more maybe on the on the pit stops, you know, the the four tires versus two tires and different things like you know, they're gonna do some experimentation. And see what they can get out of the car, because mm-hmm. this is the first year they're on the J6 car. You know,
0: one of the reasons I ask you these questions is because, obviously, we're going to be looking at you in a couple of moments for your fantasy suggestions. And right. so my thinking is, is this somebody that we would want to seriously consider throwing on a fantasy roster at this point? Particularly in absolutely. light of those kinds of comments.
1: No, absolutely. There's going to be tracks coming up. You're going to want Denny Hamlin right. on that roster. All right, okay. All right. Okay. And, and, you know, just so you know, we, you know we've got nine races left. Hamlin has won at five of the nine remaining tracks. Okay. Very good. Okay. So he, he's, he's won twice at New Hampshire, three times at Pocono, and twice at his home track in Richmond. Nine of his 22 victories have come off those tracks. Right. So that's almost 50%.
0: So and you think that he'll actually be going out on those tracks and giving it his all, that's trying to get a absolutely. checker. Okay, All he's right. a competitor. All right. You know, he may sound. I, I mean, I like like a
1: lame duck. Right. Where you know he's like, he kind he's kind of in that defeated mode. But don't don't
0: you know don't don't get rule him out. It. Don't rule him out. Okay. The, he's, I move for no man. <laughs> no, there you go. So uh, listen, the other one I want to bring up real quick to you, uh, defending Spring Cup champion Brad Kozlowski. Uh yep. currently right now 13th in the points. I think you brought up he he was one of the the, he the losers. He I think 9 or four. Nine or yeah, four He dropped four spots this week. He's 145 points behind the leader, Jimmy Johnson. Still no wins this season. Yeah. Uh, this is the lowest standing right now for Brad since April of last year. Mm-hmm. Now, a recent USA Today article suggested that Kozlowski may just wreck himself out of the chase. All right, thoughts on Kozlowski at this point. Again, as I pointed out, the leaderboard is reflecting to us not many changes, but... We're getting to that point in time in the season where it's, you know, we only got nine races left. What has yeah. Kozlowski got to do to you? I mean, he's dropping, dropping, dropping like a stone in fact, the past couple of weeks. What's the best finish we've seen? 30 something.
1: Yeah. Here, here's, the thing with, here's the thing with Brad Kozlowski. You know what's hurting him? He's got no wins this year. Right. That's what's hurting him. If he had a win. He would have kicked Tony Stewart out of that second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, let, me, let me go back to my notes here because we didn't touch on the wild cards. You know, the wild cards right now are Casey Kane in 11th and Tony Stewart in 16th. Right. He dropped the spot right. because he finished so bad. You know, he's going the wrong way. You know, you've got to be in the top 20 mm-hmm. and a win to qualify for the wild card. If he keeps going at the pace he's going, he's going to find himself out of the chase. Right. Because he'll,
0: you know, if he keeps dropping, He's going to wind up outside top 20. What's your gut feeling on this at this point and, right and, now? I mean, and, the season has kind of gotten away from us a little bit. Where everybody, I think, kind of has thought, okay, Brad's going to come around. Brad's going to come around. Brad's going Now we're sitting here. We're in uh, early July. We're nine races out before the chase. And everybody's sitting there going, oh, my God, where the hell is Brad Kovalski? Well, here, here's the problem that I see with Brad. Brad, I,
1: over, the, over the next, over the ten races, I'm going to include Kentucky. Right. Okay, over the ten races. The best chance that Keselowski had was at Kentucky last week, and he blew it. Uh, I'm Now, granted, I'm not, okay, he didn't blow it. Yeah. You know, Kurt was involved. Right. And, and, and that's kind of the, that's the trickiness with NASCAR. It's not completely your own doing. Somebody can take you out, you know, as we saw last week, and now now all of a sudden Keselowski's on the outside looking in. Yep. You know, when that was his best chance to get a win and cement himself in the chase. Right. Because you know, if he got that win, I don't think we'd be talking about Keselowski now. You know, oh, even I even you. If he oh, I agree with you. No, bit. it wouldn't
0: have been on the agenda. You're absolutely right.
1: You know, well, I don't think we'd talk about him over the next nine races mm-hmm. if he had that win. Because he could drop down and he'd still be ahead of Tony Stewart. Right, right. So, you know, brad, Brad's brad got some
0: work to do. Go time. It's go time. Yeah, he's got to get a win. And, and Daytona, he, I don't know if it's the best place for him at no, this point right no. now. And that's where we're heading this week. Our second visit of the season to the Daytona International Speedway. Coverage of that you can pick up on Saturday evening now, folks. That's nighttime racing again. Uh, hopefully, no rain delays. Uh, at Daytona, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT.
1: Terrible
0: NASCAR television. Uh, I was, well, yeah, but okay, but uh, here we go. This is our crapshoot time, right, Sidekick? I mean, yep. big restrictor plate and track, drafting, monster wrecks that can just destroy your entire team right before yep. your very eyes. What do you suggest for it? This is, uh, Particularly, like, guys like myself who are, like, on the bubble. Well, on the bubble. I'm way below. I'm, I'm like, 11th, I think. Well, to steal a phrase. Never mind. Go ahead. Huh? Boogity, 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 boogity. Roll the dice.
1: We're going restrictor point plate racing this yep. weekend. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So, let's get to who we're going to pick this week. Uh it's going to be a little bit of Groundhog Day here, as I say. Remember last week when I said, duh, it's Jimmy friggin' Johnson?
0: Well. Duh, it's friggin' <laughs> First one on the list again. <laughs> duh, it's Jimmy friggin' Johnson.
1: He swept top fives on restrictor plate tracks this year. Okay. So, you know, and he usually runs well. Uh, $28, a little pricey. Um, but we're going to, you know, it's it's go time. We're going to start go swinging time. for the fences. Right. Uh, we're going to throw Kyle Busch in. Kyle Busch is first in driver rating, first in quality passes, and first in laps in the top 15, which are all categories for NASCAR points, mm-hmm. the fancy points. Um, also, he's pretty decent on uh, restrictor plate tracks. He's 27.50. We're going to throw last week's winner, Matt Kenseth, who swept top 10s at Daytona last year. Winning the Daytona 500 last year right. was running really well this year until he blew a motor. Mm-hmm. Toyota has said, you know, remember a couple of weeks back, yeah, they we had were all talking the about problems it. with right, the we motor blowing. Right. They've gone back. They've done some reengineering on the motors. They've tuned down the motors a little bit so that they're more dependable. So look for Matt Kenseth this weekend. Okay. Uh, he is 2775. Just writing checks. Uh, and then we're going to round out uh, with David Reagan, who won Talladega this year. Okay, runs fairly well on restrictor plate tracks, and he's only 875. Okay, uh, and then just to fill out the roster, we're going to throw Terry Labate on there. Uh, he's 775. That squeaks your roster in at
0: 99.75. All right. cents to spare.
1: There you go, folks. Go get some bubble gum.
0: There you go, folks. That's uh, that's what we got for this week. Yep. Daytona, Saturday night. That should be fun. Under the lights. Today is the last day for fan voting for the All-Star Game, Major League Baseball All-Star Game. So, uh, suggestion, if you haven't stuffed the ballot box enough yet, uh, make sure you take some time uh, to uh, get over today to MLB.com and uh, put all those guys in that, well, I won't say they shouldn't be there, but... If you're stuffing the ballot box on the last night, they probably shouldn't be there. But go ahead. Uh, in the meantime, I, I put my <laughs> all 45 of my votes on Yachty. <laughs> in the meantime, though, we have a couple of all-star teams uh, to mention here Good. as we uh, look through the current standings, and let's go take a look at those. Over in the American League, Boston Red Sox are uh, still three and a half games uh, ahead of now the Baltimore Orioles, coming off a terrific last weekend. Sweep of the New York Yankees, the Orioles were. In the Central, the Detroit Tigers are just a half game in front of the Cleveland Indians. That continues to be a very competitive uh, division. Uh, And in the West, well, now it's the Oakland A's this week on top. Going ahead of the Texas Rangers, just a half game in front of them. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves are seven games in front of the Washington Nationals it would seem that Atlanta is just kind of now starting to put that thing into gear and run away with it. But my goodness, the Pittsburgh Pirates have to be the story of Major League Baseball in the past probably, what, two, two and a half weeks. Best record in baseball at this point, 9-1 in their last 10, and now two games in front of the St. Louis Cardinals in the Central. Where in the world did the Pittsburgh Pirates come from? And in the West, the Arizona Diamondbacks are two and a half games in front of the Colorado Rockies. What do you make of those Pirates, dude?
1: dude. Where did they come from? <laughs> where did they come from? They're you know, it's like the other, you know, the the other
0: year when the uh, Cardinals won the World Series. Yeah, we you know, they went on that run. But the Cardinals came in late in the season. This is yeah, this is we We're, we're you not know, even, you
1: know, we'll see if they, you know, they wow, got wow, it the whole
0: wow, 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 wow. So... It's time again for Frat House Mike's Screwball Stories. Well, the stories today are, well, a little bit shocking. There's one there that's a little bit disappointing, uh, one there that's kind of cute. Oh, and we're back cute. on... Yeah, you're we're not cute. Yeah, you don't do cute. All right, house. you're right. We don't do cute. Come on. All right, but I we do... are back on the Manny Watch. We're back on the Manny Watch yeah, here I at the say, house. Some not so surprising. <laughs> uh, let's kick it off with this one. Uh, This one is kind of the shocking one a little bit. This past Sunday, residents of Cuba, well known as some of the most ravenous baseball fans in the entire world, were treated to something they haven't seen since 1961. Uh, Yeah, you doing the math? Five minutes at the front house? Uh, (laughs) That would be nice, yeah. Well, you can get, well, I guess they can get that, I'm not sure. But, But, hey, if you're doing the math real quick, 1961, that was 52 years ago. What did they get? They got themselves a fully covered and broadcasted American Major League Baseball game. Uh, This was the first time since the days of tensions between Kennedy and Castro that Cubans were able to see a Major League Baseball game broadcast over their airways into their living rooms via their television. Wow, wow! 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 You know, I was I was just gonna
1: say <laughs> I was just getting in the infamous words of one Oprah Winfrey. Wow! Wow! I was just well.
0: That. The, the, let me tell you, many of the humans down there were actually repeating her sentiment. There, wow! 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 Uh, because oddly enough, though, uh, what was uh, rebroadcast uh, of the game? Well, it was a game between the Washington Nationals and the Atlanta Braves, played on May second.
1: I was going to say, was it the Astros
0: from the National League? <laughs> yeah, really, from a couple of years ago. <laughs> Cuba believes in taking baby steps. Bring baby steps, you know, <laughs> Bring you a baseball game. Haven't brought you one in 52 years. Look, it's only two months old. It was on Tivo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, it's it's kind of a sad thing here. Uh, it seems we just can't talk about baseball without uh, also mentioning drug use.
1: Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines.
0: Yeah, well, that might have been the response from one umpire. Uh, now comes the word we even need to be concerned about the officials in baseball. It was reported the other day that 43-year-old umpire Brian Runge, uh was dismissed for a drug violation. Now, it was not reported what drug substance was discovered during testing. I can't imagine it was performance enhancement. Has anybody ever seen Runge? But uh, I can't imagine it was that. you're saying he may have been hitting a little bit. Well, or maybe maybe. maybe doing, you know, some nose candy. Uh, This was the. the nose candy reference. Am I dating myself? This was the first time, believe it or not, in Major League Baseball history that an umpire was removed for any other reason aside from injury. And the first time, actually, that an umpire has been replaced at all. In the last 13 years. Just goes
1: to prove, no matter how bad you are, we won't get rid of you. Smoke something. <laughs> well, Snort something. Yeah, but maybe they Shoot just something. Up.
0: You're gone. Rungi has been umpiring in the big leagues since 1999. Uh, no more now, though. Oof. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Why? I don't know. Baseball? Party, party Baseball? like it's 1999. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, here's our feel-good uh, screwy story for the week. Uh, New York Yankees great Mariano Rivera is currently on his retirement tour. Now, knowing this, Minnesota Twins manager Ron Gardenhire, well, he decided to get creative with a retirement gift for Rivera. Uh, the team commissioned the construction of an old wood granny-style rocker. You'd like this. I would. Uh, except great. this one was assembled from, are you ready? It was assembled from broken bats. Are you ready? Specifically ones that were victims of Rivera's cutter. So all of the bats that were broken here, you can see they're broken right there, off of, off of pitches from Rivera. Uh, in formally presenting the chair to Rivera, they referenced it as the chair of broken dreams. I thought that was really cool. It's freaking awesome. It. I, think, I, think it was great. I thought that was just fabulous. Good awesome. job, to Mariana Rivera, and wonderful to the Minnesota Twins for coming up with that idea. All right, let's get on to our Manny watch because we seem to have a fixation here with the movement and frequent foibles of one Manny Ramirez. Uh, And as I pointed out, the Manny watch is back on again. Uh, We we reported here two weeks ago that Manny had mysteriously been removed or disappeared from the roster of the Taiwanese team, the EDA Rhinos. Uh, After wowing the fans of that team, um, <laughs> say, some of those video clips, it looked like he was a rhino, all right. I, I, well, he... uh, sliding in the second. Uh, okay, rumors were he was heading to Japan. We had surmised perhaps maybe that was because of the Jews' baseballs there. Uh, well, here's here's what we know. Now we know we know where he is. Manny has appeared back on the roster, believe it or not, of a major league team. This time, the Triple A Round Rock team, an affiliate of the Texas Rangers. Now. You might remember that we reported, because we've been on the Mandy Watch, it feels like forever here, you might remember that we reported the woeful performance uh, of Ramirez uh, had, uh, last season playing for the Oakland A's Triple A team before being released after just 17 games. Now, his previous Taiwanese experience that he's just gone through is frequently compared to playing with, well, maybe a major league single-A team. So I don't know how this is all going to translate. We'll see how this works out. I was going to say, is that his
1: rehab assignment? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But guess
0: what? Stay tuned because if anybody's going to be on the Manny Watch, it's going to be Frat House. Who be there? does that? <laughs> Who has time? <laughs> uh, well, believe it or not, Manny, we are pulling for you. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm going to go put some manny steaks out on the grill, tonight.
0: <laughs> All right, listen, before we get out of uh, baseball, let's go take a look at, uh, hey, another in our frequent uh, five minutes outside uh, the frat house, uh, which came last Sunday.
1: From Veteran Stadium.
0: No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get race. Veteran Stadium, no kidding. Yeah. Veteran Stadium doesn't exist, folks. Okay. Okay. Uh, it came last Sunday when uh, Sidekick and I took a visit to the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum up in Cooperstown, New York. And, yes, those are actually seats that came from the old Veterans Stadium. And there we were. We were there right there at the I, – I found the whole place just fascinating. It was Love wonderful. It.
1: Can't wait to go back.
0: Uh, yeah, we are actually – because we didn't have enough time. You really don't have enough time. I mean – we had like what? For, three and a half
1: hours. We we yeah you know, we were we were every display we were like like kids in a candy shop. And you,
0: know, and, was, and you know you have to read it all you know and there's just not enough time to go through you know. everything.
1: We we, so we need another day just to go through the music the museum again. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other sites that are in Cooperstown. Yeah. We didn't even get to. Oh yeah. You
0: know yep. we spent
1: five minutes at the at the. Uh, we spent
0: more time on the outside uh, on, on on the on the side of the turnpike. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I was gonna say we spent
0: the five first minutes out in,
1: on the way back. Five minutes at the water ice place. We spent fifteen minutes at the pizza
0: place. <laughs> oh. You know,
1: there's a burger shop. Yeah, yeah,
0: you found the pizza place. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a great time. Cooperstown is a beautiful little town. If you get a chance to go there, well, I'll tell you something. Americana all the way down the line. Yep. Right there, they captured it.
1: Yeah, literally. You walk. You, Pull into Cooperstown, and you're like in Midtown America.
0: Like, leave it to Beaver. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? You're, yeah. You're what, looking was that, for what was that movie where everything went black and white? What was that? Oh, I forget the name of that movie. Guy, right. what was it? What was it? Pleasantville. Pleasantville. That go. was it. Pleasantville. There you go. But it was. Uh, it was just. That, that was Cooperstown. Pleasantville. It, it was yeah. amazing. Except it was in colors, thankfully. All right, let's go real quick. Let's go take a look at our. Uh, Fred House sports Facebook post of the week, and it had a hockey flavor, which means like you can comment on this now. Well, I was uh, going to say, uh, <laughs> you know, I got
1: I got the I got the you know the the you got uh, hockey show listing. You got hockey news? No, no. We you you sent the roster, you know, the the topic mm-hmm. for the week, and there was no NHL, and I'm like, you know, I can talk about NHL all you want now. It's July, and there's man. No NHL. It's
0: July. None. Yeah, but we got look, The guy's all pent up. He's all pent up. He's wanted to talk about hockey. It's obvious he wanted to talk yeah. about hockey, and he couldn't be able to do it. I could talk about he hockey, a, he no hockey on the Now seat. he wants to talk about hockey, and there ain't no well, we got line. here.
1: He's a fan. It's a
0: community. Oh. <laughs> all right, let's get to that. We got some grilling to get to. <laughs> we just want more eggs at this point. Let's get to the post. <laughs> Uh, It came the other (laughs) when I posted about the Philadelphia Flyers acquiring 33-year-old former Tampa Bay Lightning Captain Vinny LeCavalier. And I associated the story with a comment. The Philadelphia Flyers uh, signed 33-year-old Vinny LeCavalier to a five-year deal worth 20-plus million. While everyone in Philly seems excited about this one, I'm reserving judgment for the moment. And there I am. I am. I am reserving judgment, I will tell you right now. Uh, hey, you're not the only one. I don't trust any any personal
1: move that any Philly team makes. Woo. I don't care if you're the Eagles, the you know, the the 76ers, the Union. I don't trust any move any team in Philly makes. I'm sorry. There's something
0: cool uh, around here. Well, I I, guess but, I I'm concerned only because I, I I look at it, I look at the age and I'm looking at the amount of money. Anyhow, that post got the most views and generated quite a bit of content, and that's what we like to see over on our Facebook page. So Keep that sort of thing coming. Keep the post coming over on the Frat House Sports Facebook page, please. All right? All right, real quick. We'll run around Independence Day, and we will thank so many of our friends that have supported us over the year. How about Fan Junkies? Fanjunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Make sure you get out there. Check them out. Uh, it's, it's Facebook, just for sports geeks like and us. And that's what women want. And that, right, Exactly. They want, they, want, they want Fan Junkies Radio. That's what they want. Jonathan and I, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Blog Talk Radio. Look it up, 12 noon yep. Eastern time. All right, great stuff over there. Yep. Save Thursday. yourself some money.
1: Skip the oysters and the clams and all that stuff. Absolutely. Just, just turn on, you know, skip the soft music. Just put on the Fan Junkies radio.
0: And, and there you what, go. What, what happens? They melt? Never mind. Uh, Who does and it? Then, uh, Who has time? <laughs> we've, got, we've got Sports Blogger Radio for our Boston sports fans. Yep. All right? From on Thursdays, Thursdays on Fan Junkies Radio Network, got to check them out. Scott and John coming to you from Boston, talking all the Boston sports, and then the myself, Boston. the Boston stuff, and then uh, myself on uh, Frat House Saturdays, rebroadcasting everything we do right here. CLW83.com. Many, many thanks to uh, my good buddies Jim and Carl down there for all the help they're giving us here at Frat House Sports, and in particular, my attempt personally at getting out. I put in a video, as you well know, to 97.5 The Fanatic to become one of their new voices for a year-long possibility over on 97.5 The Fanatic right here in Philadelphia. Submitted them a video, um, and and it looks like we're doing fairly well. Well, many thanks to Jim and to Carl for all the help they have given. Go ahead.
1: Make my day.
0: Thank you very much. We appreciate everything you've done.
1: Go go to the links for 97.5 and do his video, click the like, watch it, comment right. it on. This guy is the most passionate guy I know in Philadelphia. <laughs> you're not going to find another fan more passionate. That's why we do this show.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. So Thank you. I appreciate that. But if And listen, to find those links, the best thing to do, just go over to our, our, our Facebook page, Frat Out Sports, give it a like if you haven't already, and you'll find all those links and you'll be able to get to the links to the 97.5 Fanatic Dream Job, which is what I submitted for, and yep. uh, thank yep. you. Don't, I appreciate don't that. Don't just like the you. updates no, no. that we post.
1: You no, you have to actually go to the, go to the link and, and like, then, and like and then give it
0: the thumbs-up button. Yep. Hit the thumbs-up button for liking Mike from Eagleville. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, and then uh, last but not least, uh, make sure you're checking us out over on net. Almost a year long strong, we're going over there uh, with our own website. All right. Hey, listen, we wish everybody the very, very best 4th of July. Keep yourself safe. Have a good time. Obviously, you can see we are right here. One more thing I'm going to ask you to do. Keep us real, keep us live, and keep us going. We'll see you next week. See you next Alrighty, there you go. That's uh, this week's Five Minutes at the pride House, number 96. You heard reference in there at the end of that to the fact that a local radio station right here in the Philadelphia region, a sports talk radio program, 97.5 The Fanatic, uh, is running a contest. Uh, this is the second time they've done this. Uh, they did it two years ago. They're running a contest to get a new voice for a once-a-week job there with the station running their own uh, talk radio program. Two years ago, I put together a couple of uh, practice audition tapes and wasn't actually very pleased with them, and subsequently, I never actually submitted two years ago when they did this uh, the first time. Interestingly enough, however, uh, the Practice audition tapes actually led to what is now Five Minutes at the Frat House. Uh, it was a of that that uh, uh, I, I got very interested in doing this sort of thing. And uh, out of out of that audition tape, uh, that practice one that I did two years ago, that was actually the genesis for Five Minutes at the Frat House. And so 97.5 The Fanatic, which is an ESPN affiliate right here in the Philadelphia region, uh, they ran are running this contest again – um. now, and uh, well, uh, I didn't back out this time. This time, in fact, I did submit a video, uh, and from our best estimate at this particular moment, uh, there probably were about a 100 or so videos that were submitted in the, the category that I submitted, and uh, it, from, from all appearances at this point right now, we are guesstimating that we're coming in right around uh, second place right now, as far as the number of likes coming from viewers of the video. What I'd like to do uh, real quick here, uh, it's only about a two, a two and a half minute uh, video. I'd like to play for you uh, the actual audition tape that I submitted to 97.5 The Fanatic. And Let me play that for you right now. Hey there, and thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I am your host, Mike McShane, from Eagleville, Pennsylvania, and this is my 97.5 The Fanatic Dream Job entry. Let me put, uh, let me put this out there for your consideration and perhaps your comment. Y- you know, we all love Philadelphia fans. We respect them. We admire them. And Phillies fans in particular, of which I count myself a part of that group dating back to 1970. But as a sports fan, realist, and analyst, there comes a point when loyal, blind fandom just becomes stupidity. Phil's fans, listen to me. Stop getting perturbed and upset by this year's version of the Fightins. They are what they are, and that is a once very good annually contending National League home run hitting powerhouse that has aged, that has been modestly financially mismanaged upstairs, and with frequently botched decision-making being made downstairs on the field, whose era was not over in April or May of this season, but probably more like about 18 months ago. For the life of me, I don't know where Philadelphia analysts were coming from back in March and April that predicted that this Phillies team could contend for second place, perhaps even first in the NL East. At worst, get a wild card berth. In mid-February, I put out an article that appeared on numerous sports-related websites indicating the Phillies would be a 500 team. At best, they may even struggle to get there. In fact, I indicated they may end up fourth. That's just being realistic, folks. It doesn't take a saber sabermetrician to analyze, extrapolate, and project what they would be based upon the degenerative product that we have witnessed over the last three and a half seasons. Nonetheless, fans and analysts bought the Kool-Aid of Delman Young, Ben Revere, and Michael Young. Wrap those guys around our World Series winning core from 08 and everything's just going to be fine. To this moment, talking head analysts continue to try to buoy the fans' belief as it seems the drop-dead date keeps seemingly getting pushed back from one 10-game series to the next. I was hearing... Well, we'll know what this team is really made of after the next 10 games. I was hearing that back in mid-May. Not once have I ever bought their package, and for that, I am all the better, simply because I've had no expectation. Get real. This era is over, and we need to look forward to better days. There's no quick-fix scheme that's going to work any longer, so let's just be patient. Fans, your emotions would be better spent on laughing at the idiocy of a Chip Kelly offense working in the NFL with Michael Vick, or Matt Barkley, the Sixers placing a team together with the likes of Andrew Bynum and no coach, or watching the continued dreadful woes of the Flyers goaltending and defense. Let the Phils die in peace. Six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. Let me know. Yeah, now don't you think? Uh, come on, that guy, that guy deserves a a radio show on an FM station in the fourth, fifth largest market in Philadelphia. I, I absolutely believe that. And if you do as well, here's what I would ask you to do. There's two things you can do for me in the next couple of days that we have left, because this is just phase one of the contest. Phase one of the contest is simply to get as many people to go out, take a look at the video, express their uh, agreement with it, or like it, give it a thumbs up, like the video, maybe even leave a comment on it. To do that, you have to go directly to 97.5 The Fanatic's webpage, which is 975 The Fanatic www.975thefanatic.com. Go over there, click on the banner at the, that comes up uh, for the Dream Job contest. Go in on that, click on the mail category. There will be a link for mail, and then look for Mike from Eagleville. Mike from Eagleville. Now, that's one way you can do it, and then watch the video. You just heard it here. You can watch the whole video, and then go down below that and, and click the thumbs-up button. You can do it that way, or as we pointed out in Five Minutes at the Frat House, the easier thing to do would be to just go to our Facebook page, which is Frat House Sports. You've got to leave spaces in between the words because there is another Frat House Sports out there on Facebook. Uh, so leave spaces in between, Frat House Sports, and you on the, the Facebook page, you will find the links directly for the video that is posted up on 97.5 The Fanatic. And that's a much easier way to get to it. And then simply, again, just go in, take a look at the video, scroll below it, and click the thumbs up button. And that's phase one. And hopefully by next week at this time, I'll be able to tell you that uh, perhaps maybe I am a semifinalist in that. That's what our goal is at the moment. Thank you very much. I appreciate it if you could do that for me. Let's get you up to date with uh, what is happening in Major League Baseball. Two games, as I pointed out at the top of the show, uh, that are going on right now. You've got the Baltimore Orioles and the New York Yankees right now are tied up at 2-2. And that is in the top of the third. Orioles are playing up in New York. Uh, You might remember that the Orioles played the Yankees last week as well and swept them. Now, I believe New York won last night. So... Uh, currently, right now, uh, Baltimore is still in second place in the AL East. Uh, however, let's see. I just wanted to catch the score on that last night. Yeah, Baltimore Baltimore lost last night, three to two, to the Yankees. Uh, nonetheless, Baltimore right now is still five and a half games up in, uh, or five and a half games out of first place in the AL East. Boston right now is leading the AL East. In the uh, bottom of the first, right now the. Uh, Minnesota Twins have a 1-0 lead on Toronto, on Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto, uh, uh, that game is being played in Toronto. All right. Okay. We are up to date with Major League Baseball. We are up to date with everything coming to you from here at the Frat House. So let me just throw a couple of reminders out to you. First of all, make sure, please, you get over and check out Jonathan's uh, website, fanjunkies.net. All one word, fanjunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Uh, This is Facebook, but it is just for sports nuts, like all of us. If you're listening to this program, then you're a sports nut like I am. So where do you want to be? You want to go over to fanjunkies.net and sign up for that. Completely free. Won't take you, but seriously, it doesn't take you more than a couple of seconds to sign up. Uh, And then you'll be in with all of the fan junkie nuts from all across the country. Fan Junkies Radio Network, we are, you are listening to it. We are on it right now with Fred House Saturday, but there are many other programs. There, uh, there is our, our Monday program, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Fan Junkies Radio with Jonathan Regis and myself coming to you right here at 12 noon Eastern time on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Please continue to support that and give us a listen Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during your lunch hour. Sports Blogger Radio also appears right here on our network. Thursday evenings at 8 p.m., John Leary and Scott Blooney, uh, well, they took the Independence Day holiday off this week, so there was no sports blogger program, but yeah, they'll be back next week. Too much. There is just too much going on in Boston not to have John and Scott back on the air. So they'll be coming back to us next Thursday evening at 8 p.m. And this is for all you folks that follow and track your Boston sports, the Celtics, the New England Patriots, Boston Bruins, Boston Red Sox. These guys cover Boston sports like no one else. Many thanks to, as well as you heard me say uh, earlier in Five Minutes at the Frat House, many, many thanks to uh, Jim Williams. Jim Williams is going to be on with me for the next, uh, I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, and then also next Monday, uh, filling in for Jonathan Regis right here on Fan Junkies Radio on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday, Jonathan will be here, but... Wednesday, Friday uh, of uh, this coming week, uh, Jim will be sitting in, and uh, so it will be Jim and I. But Jim Williams, uh, just a terrific, terrific job he and Carl do over at CLW83.com. Please check their programming out as well. Many thanks to them for all of the rebroadcasts they do for us. They rebroadcast all of our Fan Junkies Radio Network programs over there at CLW83. But you got to get over there and check them out. Check out some of their own original programming as well. And I will be back here again with you next week for another Pratt House Saturday. In the meantime, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. I think you know what that is. I need you to keep us real, keep us live, and keep us going. I'll catch you next week. See you then maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at champacasino.com.